Shall we pray unto the Lord? Panginoon, salamat po for the wonderful week that was and the wonderful week that's already begun. So today, Lord, even as we gather here physically and face-to-face and virtually with our friends in Facebook and YouTube, we ask, Holy Spirit, that once again you showcase your power upon your people, that you visit every home, every family that is now watching online, even as you touch every life that has come in today's service, expectant, excited, hope-filled, that we will all be touched by you. So today, Lord, as you declare your word through your servant, hide us now behind the power of your cross and let the anointing of the Spirit flow so sweetly and so powerfully in this place. In the name of Jesus, everyone will say, Amen. Palapakan natin si Lord, mga kaibigan. All right. But today, sabi dito sa aking notes, meron, meron pa rin tayong snacks. We'll be serving you spaghetti. All right? <laughs> Downstairs after the service. Very good. Pwede bang palapakan natin ating KFC ministry? Kitchen for Christ. Yan ang ibig sabihin nun, mga kapatid. Dahil ang mga taga-lighters ay palaging pinagsasama-sama dahil sa sarap ng ating Nakakain. If you have missed last Sunday's service, we have launched a new sermon series that will be upon us and that we'll be discussing for the next nine Sundays. So this is now the second Sunday, and this is based on the book of Luke, Building Upon a Rock. And last Sunday, we talked about how it is to root in compassion. And uh, last Sunday, just for those who were not here, we talked about the lives of the centurion, the grieving woman, the perplexed prophet, even the woman who lived all her life in utter sinfulness, and how each one of them had been recipients of the compassion of the Lord. And so last Sunday, we reasoned, na meron tayong tinatayuan, na isang buog, isang batuhan na hindi kailanman matitinag, yan ay ang lalim ng habag ng Panginoon sa lahat ng kanyang mga anak. That if not for the compassion of Jesus, if not for the compassion of God expressed fully in the life and death and the resurrection and the soon coming again of His Son, Jesus Christ, no one amongst us shall ever be able to stand. There's a verse in the Bible that says, Lord, if you were to count our sins, no one can ever stand before you. But we stand here with much confidence because we know we are standing and building our homes upon a rock. And when we receive the compassion of the Lord, we have faith, we have the freedom to worship, we receive the consolation, and yes, the forgiveness of the Lord. That was Luke chapter 7. I hope and I'm sure you did your assignments for the whole week that you have read through the book of Luke because we will be having our devotions, our preachings on this book. Today, I'm going to entitle my sermon, Building Upon a Rock, Forged in Faith. To be forged is to be hammered out. To be forged is to be shaped. To be forged is to be cast, to be modeled after. And what a life, what a testimony it is. Kung ang buhay mo ay masasabi mong, ikaw ay hinulma sa lalim ng pananampalataya. That you are forged in faith. That God has made use of the many different events of your life. Both the highs and the lows, by the way. Both the moments of celebration and the moments of utter brokenheartedness to bring unto you a faith that is unshakable. But you also know that even that faith is not of your own making. That saving faith has been birthed upon you by God Himself so that we can have the faith to believe in Him. Even faith is a gift from the Lord. And because of that, we know we are standing upon the rock. Anong petsa po ngayon? Anybody? Anybody remembers ano ang significance ng araw na to? 911, you remember? 
21 years ago, 911 happened. My wife, of course, is an American citizen, and she was already in the U.S. when September 11 happened, 2001. And I would always ask her, where were you when the World Trade Center collapse happened? And uh, she would remember it like it was only yesterday, how she was just coming from a night shift in Michigan where she was a nurse. And everything in the world, not just in America, stood still. And everybody held their breath. And everybody was just in a mixed emotion of fear and anger and repentance and feelings that it might already have been Judgment Day, not only for America, but for the rest of the world. I remember this very moment. It was nighttime here in the Philippines when this happened. And now everything stood still. There was a, I think we were watching the local news and then all of a sudden there was a breaking news that actual footage when that one building, Tower One, was already burning and then all of a sudden to the utter shock of the entire world, another, another airplane hit Tower Two and we were just glued. You must be there, right? Kalabitin mo nga ang katabi mo, sabihin mo, kung napanood mo yun, matanda ka na kapatid. Okay? Dahil that was 2001. For the teenagers that are here, maybe you were not even being planned yet by your parents, but we should not forget moments like that. Because if something happened and if something was birthed in these moments, it was that in times of crisis like the 911, dun po nangyayari na nafo-forge yung faith ng maraming tao. And I remember not just in the U.S., but all over the world, Churches began filling up with people again. Because it is when the eschaton, the last days, are considered and seem to be so real. Ito na ba ang paghukom ng Panginoon that people start coming to the faith. I have been to that wreckage, not the actual day of 2001, but if you remember these pictures. But I have been to the actual wreckage Sometime 2017, after our wedding, my wife and I went to the U.S. And this was the two of us in ground zero in New York City. Yung butas po na yun, yung po yung foundation ng Tower 1, I believe. And there's another butas that was the foundation of Tower 2. And so they memorialized it. And I remember when Rose and I were there, my wife said... Hindi ako tatagal sa lugar na to because there was just this headache. The heaviness of the spirit is still there. And even when we were there many, many years after the 2001 event, you would still see people offering flowers in those names. The names of people that perished during the event. But there's one tourist attraction in New York in the Ground Zero Memorial Center that Rose and I we made sure that we would pass by it. I don't know if it's clear enough in you, but this is the St. Paul's Chapel in New York. A very small, tiny chapel. Yung building po sa likod, this is already the, the replacement building. A, a tall tower na replaced nila sa World Trade Center na Twin Tower. But this was this, there is this chapel over there, the St. Paul's Chapel. And you know what? This chapel was never touched. Lahat ng buildings sa tabi ng Twin Towers when it collapsed, when they collapsed, almost all of the buildings within the vicinity also collapsed. Why? By the sheer quaking and shaking of the ground when these towers fell, many buildings got damaged beyond repair. Glasses shattered, foundations were shaken, but I don't know, maybe it was truly a miracle that this building, this chapel that was built in 1776 stood still. No walang sira ang building na yan. Meron na nabagsakan ng isang pebble yung kanilang church organ. But the rest, even the windows were not shattered. And people really considered it a miracle. Look at this picture. This was the original picture of that St. Paul's Chapel, 1766, the oldest church building in Manhattan. 
located 100 yards from the World Trade Center site. And it is now known as the little chapel that stood. So we tried to ask around because there are so many pamphlets if you go there. And one of the tourist guides that I chanced upon, he said, they found out that this small chapel of the main, of that vast hectares of skyscrapers in Manhattan, this small chapel, when they dug through the foundation, was standing on a special granite rock. The builders didn't know it in 1766. They didn't have the facility to scan what kind of rock would the chapel be standing on. But in present-day technology, they soon found out that on that particular area, this chapel has been standing on a granite, immovable, unshakable rock. In today's 911 event, what a timely reminder. Because our text last week would tell us, Luke chapter 6, we started with this, that the man is like, who hears the word and does it, is like a man building a house, who dug deep and laid the foundation on where? On the rock. And when the flood arose, and the stream broke against the house, and could not shake it because it had been well built. I pray, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, even our online worshipers, we will always be reminded that our rock is Jesus Christ. And one of the lines that Sam said immortalized amongst the pastors is this, the test of orthodoxy and the test of apostasy, it's one and the same. To the people who are faithful and to the people who are faithless, the test is one and the same. The rains will come down. The streams will rise. The winds will batter. The question is, will you survive? Will you be like that little chapel that stood the worst terroristic attack the world has ever seen? So now please open your Bibles to Luke chapter 8. We are now, we will be expositing in the entire eighth chapter of this wonderful gospel. Luke chapter 8. I'll be reading from the English Standard Version. Let's read first the first three chapters. Let's start with verse 1. Shall we read this out loud together? I hope it's readable from your end. Ready and go. Soon after, he went on through cities and villages proclaiming and bringing the good news of the kingdom of God. And the twelve were with him, and also some women who had been healed of evil spirits and infirmities. Mary called Magdalene, from whom seven demons had gone out. Joanna, the wife of Chusa, Herod's household manager, and Susanna, and many others who provided for them out of their means." The first three verses of the eighth chapter of Luke would now relate that now that Jesus had called the 12 disciples, and now that Jesus had laid down the Beatitudes, he now started moving around, and last week we saw him in Capernaum, and now in, ver in chapter 8, now he started to penetrate and infiltrate the cities and the villages. And what was he proclaiming? He was proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom that the kingdom of God was truly at hand. And uh, let me pause there for a while because verses 2 and 3 are worth underscoring. That aside from the 12 disciples, women were so much part of the ministry of Jesus from the very get-go, from the very onset of His ministry, ang mga kababaihan po ay kasali at kasama sa ministeryo ng Panginoong Heso Kristo. Pwede bang papurihan natin ang Panginoon for involving women? Hallelujah. Come on, ladies, you can do better than that. To the ladies online, type Amen para mag-bloom talaga tayo ngayong September 17. Kung ikukumpara mo sa Jewish culture that women are hardly, if at all, they're mentioned. But in the ministry of Jesus, the Bible, the Holy Spirit, consider it worthwhile. 
Nay mention ng name ni Mary, ni ni Joanna, ni Susanna. All these names of women that were with Jesus. And you know what? Segwayole, one of the most powerful women the world has ever known was Queen Elizabeth. And hindi man natin naiintindihan ang lore, ang traditions, ang kwento ng mga British people. But we feel the mourning of the entire Commonwealth of Nations that have submitted under the, the queenship of Queen Elizabeth. And a wonderful that just in the last few days, few hours since two days ago when he, she passed on, that we now realized that Queen Elizabeth was an, a follower of Jesus Christ. As a matter of fact, last month, in one of the last interviews that she gave, she said, throughout all of my life, the message and the teachings of Christ had been my guide, and in them I find hope. That this queen, one of the wealthiest empires the world has ever seen, now it is being revealed that she has found, she had found solace, she had found refuge, she had found strength in the teachings of Jesus Christ. That even this monarch would know that her life was finite and it is only when you build your house upon the rock that you can have eternal security. Now, Luke chapter 8, when the Lord started sharing the kingdom of the Lord, Verson would now say that he would speak in parables. And when the disciples would say, why is it, Lord, that you would speak in parables? And Jesus would now say, in verse 10, He said, To you it has been given to know the secrets of the kingdom of God, but for others they are given in parables, so that seeing they may not see, and hearing they may not understand. Keyword, the secrets of the kingdom of God. Ang privilege ng mga Christiano. That we can build our house, our lives upon the rock is that unto us are entrusted the secrets of the kingdom of God. For those people that are not of the faith, the gospel can seem to be foolishness. And that's why Jesus would say, they can be seeing but not perceiving. They can be hearing so much words, but they will still not understand. And one of the greatest parables that Jesus started on in Luke chapter 8 is what we now commonly know as the parable of the sower. I will not go into the details, but it's there in Luke chapter 8. And the parable would say that there is this farmer that would sow seeds. And there are four types of soil, Jesus would say. Number one, some seeds would, would fall in the pathway And of course, it would have no chance of growing and flourishing because the birds of prey would now soon come and eat those seeds. And Jesus would explain, those seeds is the word of God that people would hear, but the devil would come and steal it from the hearts of people. From the very onset, the Lord would now Open our eyes to the realities that when we read the Word of God, mga kapatid, hindi lang to novel, hindi lang to magandang babasahin, but there is a spiritual dynamics that's ongoing whenever you hear, you read the Word of God, that the devil is so alarmed, ladies and gentlemen, to make sure na kung anuman ang naririnig mong salita ng Diyos, kung mananakaw ng jablo na nakawin niya dahil ayon niyang tumubo ang salita ng Diyos sa iyong puso. Jesus would explain it so plainly. And then he says, some of those would, would fall upon shallow grounds filled with pebbles and rocks. And yes, they would grow, but it would have no roots. And so when the sun came up, it withered away. And Jesus would say, those are the people, they hear the word of God with joy. And yet, they don't have roots. And soon, they would backslide. And Jesus would say, some seeds would fall upon fertile grounds, but in the ground, there were thorny bushes. Maraming mga tinik-tinik. And so, when the plants would grow, sasabayan ng mga may tinik, and it would be choked by these thorny bushes. And therefore, Jesus would say, that is some people 
they would hear the word of God, but somehow the word of God is choked by the worries of life, by their affinity to the riches and the affluence of this world. And that's why the word of God would not flourish in their lives. And Jesus would now say, but every now and then, some seeds would fall on fertile grounds, and it would bruise 30, 60, 100 fold. And Jesus would now say, what kind of soil represents your heart? You see that word hearing? It's from the Greek word akou. Akou. That's where you get the word acoustics. Okay? Kaya acoustics. Maganda ang acoustics ng lighthouse. It's from the Greek word akou. Hindi ikaw, okay? Akou. Okay? It, it's from the word acoustics. So, pag English lang, sasabihin lang, hearing, narinig, sa Tagalog, no? Narinig. Mababaw, no? But when you go to the Greek word, and that's why kailangan ng word study, ladies and gentlemen, because you would realize the word ako, or hearing, it means you perceive it in your soul. It's not just your physical ear that hears and listens to the Word of God. It is your soul that receives the inward communication of God. That there's this inner voice, as my mentor here, Dr. Mattinger, would say. The inner voice is activated in your heart because you heard that powerful word, the sword of the Spirit that pierces through your soul. That's what it means. Pag sinabi pa lang ako, acoustics, hearing, it means you not only hear it, but you yield to obedience to the voice. Kung anuman ang nabasa mo, kung anuman ang nireveal ng banal na spirito through the word of God, you yield to that voice and you follow it. It means you hear God's voice. And that voice prompts God to birth faith within you. Because you hear the word of God, God now activates that faith in your heart. Therefore, you can believe what you heard and it results in a life of obedience. That is what it means. So Jesus would now say in Luke 8, 15, As for that good soil that produced a hundredfold harvest, they are those who, hearing the word, akoo the word, akoseten, in the verb, hearing the word, sabi ni Jesus, they hold it fast in an honest and good heart, and they bear fruit with Patience. Malaking pagkakaiba, kapatid, pag ang narinig mo ay tinanggap ng isang pusong may matabang lupa, kaya ito ay lumalago at nagpapakita ng pagbabago. Jesus even likened it to a lamp. That when you hear the Word of God, it's like having a lamp that is lit, and you don't hide it under a bushel, you don't hide it under the table, you hide it for all men to see. The Lord holds you accountable for the word that you heard. Na hindi mo lang siya itatago, isi-share mo siya sa ibang tao. Kung ano man ang ginawa ng salita ng Diyos to activate that faith in you, God is holding you responsible that you will also share that with many other people so that, Jesus would say, you take care of what you hear. You take care on how you hear. For the one who has, more will be given. And from the one who was not, even what he thinks that he has will be taken away. Now, I'm laying this down, mga kapatid, because how it is to be forged in faith. The Apostle Paul, if I may segue to Romans chapter 10, the Apostle Paul would say, if you would like to be forged in faith, make sure to realize that faith comes from where? From hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. Na hindi mo lang siya narinig, inulit, hearing and hearing and hearing the word of Christ. That you akuo the word coming from Jesus. And that inner voice is received by your heart. That inner voice finds a fertile soil. That inner voice prompts that faith. And that faith now yields obedience to those that heard the word of the Lord. So Luke 8 Chapter 19 to 21. I think there are 56 verses in this beautiful chapter. 
And Luke 8, chapter 8, verses 19 to 21, would now, re- would now relate unto us. Now, Jesus started preaching the Word of God. And He came to this part probably in His own hometown. After the baptism from John, after the uh, calling of the disciples, after the temptation in the desert, He would now come to His own hometown. And the Bible would say that when He came to His own hometown, there were so many people that gathered because people started hearing, Nagpapagaling si Jesus! Yung anak ng karpintero si Jose ay nagpapagaling ng mga may sakit. A miracle worker. Alam niyo kung sino pumunta doon sa kanyang kinaroroonan? Ang kanyang pamilya. Ang kanyang mga magulang, ang kanyang mga kapatid. Pinuntahan nila si Jesus Christ. And the Word of God says, they could not even go near Jesus Christ because there was just so many people around Him. But here is one controversy, mga kapatid. That instead of the family of Jesus being the first to support Him, to say, yes, we know our brother, we know our son, we know how a man of integrity he is, iba ang narinig ng mga tao sa mga bibig ng mismong pamilya ni Jesus. Pakinggan nyo ang sinabi ng isa niyang kapatid. Jesus, ano ba yung mga pinagagagawa mo? Ano na lang sasabihin ng mga kapitbahay? Hindi ka na nakontento sa buhay karpentero na tinuro sa atin ni Tatay Joseph at sa reliyong ating kinagisnan. Ngayon, nagtatayo ka pa ng sarili mong reliyon. Ano ba pumatok dyan sa utak mo, ha? Halika na, itigil mo na yung kaibangan mong yan. Umuwi ka na sa atin at ituring, ituring na lang natin itong isang masamang panaginip. Palakpakan niya naman si uh, Brother RJ, mga kaibigan. That must have been how it sounded, ladies and gentlemen. You want the scriptural truth for that? The Word of God says, Jesus was told, your mother, your brothers are standing outside desiring to see you. They are demanding. Nasaan yung Jesus na yan? And Jesus said, My mother and my brothers are those who hear the word of God and do it. Because Jesus knew his own family was rejecting him. Pastor, hindi naman sinabing ni-reject di ba? Okay, let me go to a parallel gospel para makita nyo lang. Let's go to Mark chapter 3. A parallel gospel to this event. It says, When Jesus went home, the crowd gathered again so that they could not even eat. And when his family heard, Akul, they went out to seize him. For they were saying, he's out of his mind. Imagine the feelings of rejections of Jesus. His brothers, James. His brothers, Jude. Rejecting him in the onset of his ministry. Ano bang kahibangan yan? Nagtayo ka ba ng sariling relihiyon? Halika na nga, uwi ka na sa atin. Ituring na lang natin tong parang isang masamang panaginip. Whoever here can relate to the truth that when you embraced the, the Word of God, when you embraced the faith, when you heard about Jesus Christ and you said, I'm going to be a disciple of Jesus, that your very own family was not excited about your newfound faith. Can you relate, mga kaibigan? Why? Because their reasoning is the same. Nahihibang ka na ba? Hindi yan ang relihiyong kinagisnan natin. Some people are furious today. Galit sila dahil sa pananampalatayang niyayakap mo. Why are they furious to faith? Because they would now say, What will other people say? Ano na lang ang sasabihin ng lola mo? Ano na lang sasabihin ng lolo mo? Pinalaki kitang ganito, tapos biglang yan na yung relihiyon mo ngayon. Yan ang pananampalataya mo. Anak, hindi to ang relihiyong kinagisnan natin. Ba't ka nagbabago? Nak naman, ba't mo pababaguhin ang tradisyon? Ito na ang nakasanayan natin. 
Some people are furious to faith. So to the children who are here, and your parents are of the faith, and your parents are the one pushing you to grow in the faith, thank God for it, and praise God for your believing parents, mga kaibigan. Palapakan natin sila, mga kapatid. I was talking to somebody when he told his mom, Mom, true story to ha, sabi rin sa nanay niya, Mom, nagla-lighthouse nung po ako. Imbes na maiyak, ma- maiyak sa tuwa yung nanay, humagulhul ang nanay, sabi rin ng nanay niya, saan ako nagkamali sa pagpapalaki sa iyo, anak? Sabi niya, Nay, isipin niyo nung wala pa ako sa lighthouse, magnanakaw ako, snatcher ako, nangkukupit ako. Ngayong nasa lighthouse na ako, nagbago, bumait na po ako. Sabi rin ng nanay niya, mas maigi pa sa aking magnakaw ka kaysa magbago ka ng relihiyon. Pastor Leo was relating a testimony somewhere in Pangasinan na may isang bata nagpapatotoo na buong buhayin siya, nagnanakaw siya ng kambing, nagnanakaw siya sa mga kapitbahay, nakilala niya mga taga lighthouse Pangasinan. Itinakwili siya ng mga magulang niya. Mas maganda para maging magnanakaw lang siya forever kaysa magbago siya ng reliyon. Some people, my friends, understand are furious to faith. So kung meron tayong kalayaan sa ating pamilya na tayo magpuri sa Panginoon, praise God for it because we have heard and we have activated that voice of God. Come on, you can do better than that, ladies and gentlemen. But of course, there's redemption. You know why? James, one of the brothers of Jesus, nung mamatay na si Lord at dinalaw siya ni Lord, na-resurrected na si Jesus, James became the first pastor of the Jerusalem church who wrote the book of James. Jude, the epistle of Jude, tradition would say Jude is one of the brothers of Jesus who also came to the faith. But imagine Jesus. Nung nagsisimula pa lang siya, inaaway siya ng kanyang mga mahal sa buhay. And then, the parable or the, the gospel continues. So Jesus left and He rode on a boat. And while they were in the boat, biglang humangin. Alam niyo yung kwento na yan, di ba? Umalon. But the Bible would now say that Jesus was fast asleep. Tulog na tulog doon sa likod ng ng boat. Siguro sa sobrang pagod ng Panginoon sa kanyang kakiministeryo. Nagsalita ang isa sa mga disipulo ni Kristo. Panginoong Jesus, gising! Mamamatay na tayong lahat! Panginoon naman, wala ka bang pakialam na tayong lahat ay masasawi dahil sa malalaking alon na ito? Panginoon, paano nakakatulog ka pa? Samantalang kami ay hindi magkaugaga sa kakasalag sa masasamang panahon na ito. Ginigising ang Panginoon. Palapakan natin sa Pastor Nicky, mga kaibigan. Ang galing managalog ng atinista, no? Wala ka bang pakialam, Lord? Malulunod na tayo. That's what the Bible says. Master, Master, we are perishing. Another, another part of the Bible would say, Don't you care that we are perishing? Wala ka bang pakialam, Lord, na mamamatay na tayong lahat? And of course, Jesus says, Oh, where is your faith? Some people are forgetful of faith. They are like those people na dumating ang salita ng Diyos, but very shallow. When the batteries of life came, they defaulted to fear. Lord, hindi na kami magkaugaga sa kakasalag sa masamang panahon to, tapos kayo, Lord, tulog pa rin kayo. Wala pa kayong pakialam? They forget faith. And these are the people who say, Paano ka mamatay tayo dito, Lord? These are the people who would say, Lord, I did not sign up for these hardships, ha? Kaya ako naging kristyano dahil alam ko ang buhay ng kristyano ay masamang, masama, masayang tunay. Hindi masamang tunay. Ang buhay ng kristyano ay masamang tunay. Masayang tunay. I did not sign up for this, Lord. Or people would say, Lord, don't you care about my pains? They forget God whenever the challenges of life come. This week alone, itong nakalipas na linggo, sumikat si Britney Spears. Si Britney Spears po yan. 
Ato ang kanyang, anong kanyang tinanaon sa Twitter? I'm an atheist, y'all. With a drawl. Now, Britney Spears has been raised as a Baptist somewhere in Texas. But because of the pains that she had gone through recently in her life, inaway siya ng tatay niya, tinakwi siya ng mga anak niya, and she declared, sabi niya, like I said, God would not allow that to happen to me if a God existed. I don't believe in God anymore because of the way my children and my family have treated me. There is nothing to believe anymore. I am an atheist, y'all. Some people are like that. They are forgetful of faith. And then the, the gospel continues. The Lord rode in a boat, sila, and then they docked in a region called Gerasinus. And you know the rest, that story. We are now in Luke 8, 26 to 35. That the moment Jesus went out of the boat, he was met by a man feared by that region. Why? Because this man, for so many years now, he had been demon-possessed. And when the Lord even asked that man, Who are you? Identify yourself. And the man said, I am legion, because we are many. Inalihan ng samutsaring isang batalyon ng mga diablo. And you know the rest of the story? With one word, Jesus says, Come out of that man. And this man, the demons, nagpaalam kay Lord. Lord, can we go to the pigs? You know that story, right? Can we go to the pigs? And the Lord says, okay, punta kayo sa mga baboy. At nung lumipat ang masamang spirito sa mga baboy, nagsipagtalunan ng mga baboy sa, sa bangin at nangamatay ang mga baboy. But the man was healed. Now, it could have been a perfect time of rejoicing. Yes, Lord, salamat. Isang kaluluwa ang napalaya. Isang kaluluwa ang napagaling ng Panginoong Jesus. But you know what happened? Nilapitan si Lord ng may-ari ng mga baboy na nahulog sa bangin. Galit na galit kay Lord. Takot na takot kasi nandun si Lord. At ito ang sabi ng may-ari ng pigiri na yun. Jesus, ano itong ginawa mo? Ang mga alaga naming baboy ay nangatakot dahil sa mga masasamang espiritu na pinalayas mo. Yan! Nagsipagtakbuhan tuloy sa bangin. Pambihira. Bakit ang kabuhayan namin ang kailangang maapektuhan? Wala naman kaming pakialam sa taong yan na nilukuban ng sandamakmak ng mga diablo. Ang mahalaga sa amin ay aming negosyo. Jesus, lumayas ka na sa lugar namin at huwag na kayong bumalik. Pakiusap lang po. Ramdam, 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 mo, Pastor Roma, para may bubuyang ka talaga. Palapakan natin si Pastor Roma, mga kaibigan. Bakit nila pinapalaya si Lord? Because the Bible says, they asked Him to depart from them for they were seized with great fear. Ayaw nila kay Lord. They could not rejoice that the man was healed, but they were so, sorry for the word, pissed off. That their livelihood was affected. Some people are fearful of faith. They are like that plant that grew but was choked by these thorny bushes. Ano kanila sa isip? Ayo kasi Lord, kasi pag naging Kristiano ako, hindi na ako makakapanloko. My prophet will suffer. Ayo ko, sabi ni sang brad ko. Good guys, finish last. Pag naging mabait ka, sabi niya, aabusuhin ka. Ayoko yung mga Christian-Christian na yan. They are fearful na pag naging Kristiyano, akala nila magiging doormat ka ng mundo. Lahis ka lang dito, Lord. Or people will now say, oh, maganda naman sana yung mga teachings si Jesus, but it costs too much. So, imbes na magdiwang kanilang pinalaya, pinalayas ang Panginoong Jesus. But there's a twist. Yung lalaki na all of his life he thought wala na siyang pag-asa 
that all of his life he was living in the tombs because of the legions of demons that possessed him when this man got freed from the demons dito nag iba ang kwento mga kaibigan Luke 38 na po tayo Luke 8:38 na the man from whom the demons had gone begged to Jesus Lord isama mo na ako but Jesus said no return to your home and declare how much God has done for you. And he went away proclaiming throughout the whole city how much Jesus had done for him. Ang naging unang evangelist sa Luke, hindi ang pare, hindi ang mga pariseyo, yung taong buong buhay niya, kinatakutan siya, pero nung maranasan niya ang pagpapalaya ng Panginoon, wala na siyang ginawa, kundi ikwento at ipatotoo ang napakabuting mga ginawa ng Diyos sa buhay mo, kaibigan. Hallelujah! Palapakan natin si Lord, mga kapatid. And this is the last kind of people. These are the people who are forged in faith. That's the title of our sermon. These are the people Nakala mo ang kalampuso ay matigas dahil dati masama siyang tao. Dati siyang prostitute katulad nung last week. Dati siyang masamang babae. Dati siyang demonyak. Ngayon, dahil pinunusya ng pananampalatayang nakapagpapalaya. Now his faith is forged in the crucible of pain and sacrifice. Now all he needed to do, all he wanted to do, was to proclaim to the whole world how good God truly is. And we come to the last two narratives of this gospel. How people were hammered out and modeled and cast and fashioned and established by the Lord. Two people. And you know this already. The woman with the issue of blood and Jairus whose daughter died. You know this story, mga kapatid. Right? So Jesus was walking again in the city. And the Bible says, Jairus, who was a ruler of the synagogue, came to the Lord. A ruler of the synagogue. The synagogue is the temple where the priests and the Pharisees would gather. And the priests and the Pharisees were always antagonistic. Palagi nalang kalaban si Jesus. But this ruler of the synagogue, maybe a priest himself, maybe a Pharisee himself, when he heard about Jesus because he was in deep need, sobrang kanyang pangangailangan, mamamatay ang kanyang nag-iisang anak. He came to the Lord and Jairus begged the Lord, saying, Panginoong Jesus, maawa po kayo sa aking anak. Lumuluhod po ako sa inyong paanan. Tulungan niyo po siya. Alam ko po hindi ako naging mabuti sa inyo. Hindi naging mabuti sa inyo mga pari at pariseyo ng sinugugang pinamamahalaan ko. Patawarin niyo ako, Panginoon. Kayo lamang po ang pwedeng makapagpagaling sa aking anak. Tulungan niyo ako, Panginoon. Tulungan niyo ako. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you, want, if you want your house to be built upon the rock, kailangan madala mo ang sarili mo sa puntong, you will have to confess your utter helplessness without Jesus. Your position of power will not save you. Jairus was a synagogue ruler. He was well known all over the region. But when his only daughter was sick and was dying, he knew the doctors would not be able to help him. His money would not be able to save his daughter. There was only one and there was only one person who could save the family. His name is Jesus. Your faith is being forged, my friend. Kaya, pala ka, kaya ka pala dumaranas ng lahat ng mga paghihirap na pinagdadaanan mo. Because God is forging a character in you, a character of humility for you to recognize you've been trying to make it out on your own. 
You've been trying to rely on your strength. You've been trying to rely on your network and your net worth. But when somebody is sick, when somebody is dying, when life is ebbing away, pawala na ang buhay. Wala kang ibang pwedeng puntahan kundi ang buhay, ang katotohanan at ang daan at tanging ang Panginoong Isus lamang ang pwedeng makapagbigay sa iyo ng kasagutan. Amen. Come on, let's worship the Lord, mga kaibigan. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Any of you are feeling like Jairus? Thank you Pastor Leo for making that so alive. Panginoon, hindi ako naging mabuti sa inyo. Hindi naging mabuti sa inyo ang mga pare sa sinagogang ako ang namamahala. But Lord, kayo lamang po ang, nama, ang, may, ang may kapangirihang tumulong sa akin. You would think Jesus would say, Yeah, you get what you deserve, Jairus. But the Bible, Luke chapter 8 would say, Jesus went with Jairus. No questions. Because he saw the heart of this father who has been so broken because his one and only daughter was dying. What are you desperate for before God today, mga kaibigan? Have you come to that point in your life na basag na basag ka na sa Panginoon at kaya ka tumatangi sa Kanya? Maybe the reason why we're not having a breakthrough because our faith is just intellectual faith. Memorize ko ng Bible, alam ko ng doctrine, but it is not felt here. Jairus probably aral siya sa Old Testament, kaya nga siya synagogue ruler. But he knew, even if he mastered Genesis down to Malachi, he knew that was not enough. Head knowledge was not enough to heal his daughter. The Word is important, but Jesus is the Word that became flesh and dwelt amongst us. When the Word of God is released, when Jesus is released, life happens, ladies and gentlemen. Hallelujah. Come on, give your praise to the Lord, mga kapatid. And the Lord, Luke chapter 8, made it a dual scene. As Jesus was walking towards Jairus' house. All of a sudden, Jesus stopped. He said, Who touched me? You remember that story? Who touched me? Siguro akali na nagalit si Lord. And so the disciples said, Lord, napapalibutan ko yun ng maraming tao. Marami pong humahawak sa inyo. Sabi niya, no, no, no. Somebody touched me because I felt power came out of me. Maraming tao pwedeng humahawak si Lord. But there is a kind of touch that prompts the release of the healing power of Jesus. When the touch is a touch of faith. You can always do religious acts. That's why people even would touch the cross, would papa papahit sila sa isang uh, icon, religious icon, feeling nila na pag ito nahawakan ko lang, itong panyo na to, mapaghimala na to. But there's a kind of touch that when you do it to reach out to God in faith, miracles happen. I am longing for that to happen, ladies and gentlemen, right here in Lighthouse. So Jesus said, who touched me? Lord, maraming nag-touch in you. No, somebody touched me because I felt power came out of me. Then all of a sudden, the disciples probably were panicking. Oh, sino? Sino kumawak Lord? Ah, sino? Then all of a sudden, this woman came trembling before the Lord. Nalakala niya, pagagalitan siya ni Lord. And here is what the woman said. Panginoon, ilang doktora na po ang tumingin sa akin. Sa loob ng labing dalawang taon ng aking pagkakasakit, naubos na ang aking kaperahan, ngunit wala pa rin tigil ang aking pagdurugo. Hinanghina na po ako. Iniwan na ako ng aking asawa. Pinangdidirian ako ng aking mga kapitbahay. Wala nang saysay ang buhay ko. Subalit, mula noong marinig ko ang pagpapagaling na ginagawa niyo po, naniwala po ako na mahawakan ko lamang ay ang laylayan ng iyong damit, ay gagaling ako. Puriin po kayo, Panginoon, ngayong araw, nakatanggap ako ng himala ng iyong kagalingan. Hallelujah! Labing dalawang taon ng pagdurusa. This woman with an issue of blood. 
Labing dalawang taon na lahat na lang makatimed St. Luke's Asian Hospital, Cardinal Santos. Pero sabi niya, Lord, walang nakapagpagaling sa akin. A woman who was in despair. And because in, in a Jewish culture, blood is dirty, lalo if it's coming from the woman. It's dirty. The woman cannot be touched by her husband. When a wife has this menstrual period, the husband would not touch the wife even because the wife is dirty when there is menstrual period. Imagine this woman, 12 years with an issue of blood. It, the Bible does not say it, but that's, that's the implication of it. Iniwan ako ng aking asawa. Pinandidirihan ako ng aking mga kapitbahay. Pero sinabi ng babae, mahawakan ko lamang. And imagine this, in a crowd of so many people and this woman was crawling. Lord, mahawakan ko lang, mahawakan ko lang, Lord. That kind of faith that is willing to go down to your knees. Magpakaaba, magpakaapi, walang dignidad, matatapak-tapakan ka ng mga tao. But it's a touch of faith. Mahawakan ko lamang ang laylayan ng damit ni Jesus. Naniniwala akong gagaling ako. And the Lord says, Today, my daughter, your faith has healed you. Pinagaling ka ng iyong pananampalataya. Ako, here, an inner voice was lifted from your heart. It prompted obedience. It prompted for the woman to reach out to Jesus in utter humility, Lord. And the Lord says, Go in peace. Your faith has healed you. And then the story ended by saying, when Jesus went and arrived at Jairus' house, people were saying, don't bother the teacher. The daughter is now dead. And Jesus says, don't listen to them, just believe. He touched the daughter and said, daughter, rise. The second death to be raised by the Lord. Luke chapter 7, ililibing na. Pinagaling ni Lord. Ito, kamamatay lang na bata. Pinagaling ng Panginoon. God is a God of miracles, ladies and gentlemen. Amen. And the same God is here today. That same God is here today. Can I have the praise and worship team, please? That same God is here today because God responds to faith, ladies and gentlemen. Let our lives be built upon a rock. Let our lives, let our Christian lives not just be an intellectual ascent. It's good to be reading the Word of God. That's why one of our core values is centrality of the Word. Look at that, ladies and gentlemen, centrality of the Word. I, I exhort you, read the Word of God. But not unless this Word is truly Jesus coming alive in your heart, that faith will not do you anything. If it is just faith in your intellectualism, dal magaling kang mag-exposition, expository message, dal magaling ka sa Hebrew, magaling ka sa Greek, it doesn't happen that way. It is only when you are a fertile soil. Because just like the parable in Luke chapter 8, some people are furious to faith. They are like... The seed that was taken away by the birds of prey. Paggalit ka sa Panginoon, nako papaypayan ni Satanas yan, lalo kang mawawala sa pananampalataya. Some people are forgetful of faith. Mababaw, walang roots. And that's why they quickly fade away. Some people are fearful of faith. Just like the thorny bushes. People would say, umalis ka na rito, Lord. Maapektuhan ang pagninegosyo ko dahil sa pagiging kristyano ko. But some people are forged in faith. They are the fertile ground. And when you receive the Word of God, you realize the Lord has made use of the many, many events of your life to forge in you a faith that changes you from the inner core of your being. Next week, Luke 9 na po tayo. Pastor Jonathan Ranton will talk about the cost of following Jesus. That when you are grounded in the compassion of the Lord and now you are growing in faith, you will know you will be willing to pay the cost just so you can be a follower of 
Christ. But today, let's worship the Lord as we allow the Holy Spirit to move in a miraculous way as we worship Him with everything that we have. Can we all rise, ladies and gentlemen? Can we give praise to God, mga kapatid? Hallelujah, hallelujah. Lord, tanggapin niyo po ang aming pagpupuri ngayong araw. And even before we open the altars for prayers, we are already believing, Lord, that you are planting seeds of faith in the heart of every person that has come. At yung butil na yun, Lord, ay nakakahanap ng matabang lupa sa puso ng lahat ng nakaririnig. And that faith will now prompt us, Lord, to believe in the miraculous. To humble ourselves before you. To believe, Lord, that if only we can touch the hem of your garment, miracles will happen. Today, Lord, activate in us the kind of saving faith that brings us to the glory of God. But today, Lord, we believe your goodness has always surrounded us all of our lives. And so allow us, Lord, this freedom to worship you with everything that we have. Let's worship the Lord, mga kapatid, before we pray. I love you, Lord. Oh, your mercy never fails me. been held in your hand from the moment that I wake up until I lay my hand and I will sing of the goodness of God and so my Thank you, Jesus, for that reminder, Lord, that your faithfulness has never been out-consumed by us. And the reason why we can stand here in the confidence that you hear us is because you are good even when we are not. You are faithful, Lord, even when we are faithless. And but because you are faithful, Lord, by the rich endowment of your Holy Spirit upon us, 
pinupuno niyo kami, Panginoon, ng banal na Espiritu, na manampalatayang aming tatanggapin ang pagpapala ng kabutihan ng Diyos. Let's enter into our moments of ministry right now. I'd like to ask the elders and the pastors of the church to please come and be ready to minister to the people. Because I believe this is the hour of miracle that God has intended for His children. I've asked you to pray the entire week to enliven your faith before God. So if you are here and you are believing for something that God, asking God to do unto you, it could be a sickness in the family. It could be a trouble that has broken your heart many times over. And you're believing that God is here to answer that call. Today is your moment, ladies and gentlemen. As we turn off the lights, Noel, please. Find your way to the altar, for this is our moment of prayer. Just come and believe in the miracles that God will start releasing into your life in moments like this. Just come. Take the hand of that loved one and come to the altar right now and just just tell your loved one that this is our moment with God. Even to our brothers in the online service, hindi pa tayo tapos po. Hold hands with that person in your family. Right now as you are watching in the sala, in the comforts of your living room, we are ministering here to the people of the Lord here in the altar. Believe that God is not limited, that even right now in your living room, God is doing a miracle in you, my friend. Mr. Jonathan, can you pray for Nanai, please? Hallelujah. Your people are responding, O Lord. Just come. Mr. Ren, Mr. Shah, please. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. For those of you who are standing, this is worship time, mga kapatid. Come and pray and worship the Lord with all your might. That the Lord right now will allow the touch of every person here in the altar for the miracles of the Lord to happen. May Himala. Galing sa kamay ng Diyos, mga kapatid. So come to the altar if you want to be prayed for. But if you are more comfortable where you are right now, I want you to just gather into groups of three or four and start praying for each other. Shall you? Pray for each other, my friends. Forge that faith right now in your heart. Let the house of the Lord be a house of prayer. Thank you, Jesus. Give your praise to God. Give your praise to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Panginoon, salamat po for, for moving in the midst of your children every time we gather in faith. Salamat po, Panginoon, that you allow us to experience your touch and then filling of your spirit every time we are gathered like this corporately or even as my brother or my sister is alone right now in his or her home you are touching every heart that comes to you in faith lord we thank you for your grace that even during those times when we were furious toward the faith of christians you gave us a chance lord to truly know you we praise you, Lord, that even on those times we, when we had been so forgetful of everything that you have done, you have constantly reminded us just so we can be drawn back to your heart. And Lord, forgive us for those times when we have been fearful of faith, when we thought that being a Christian would mean, Lord, our disadvantage. But now we have known, Lord, the pearl of great price. You are life to those that know you, 
Father. You are the dynamics. You are the dynamism of our lives, O Holy Spirit. That without you, we will remain utterly weak. But today, Lord, you have allowed us to realize that many of our life's events you have used to forge in us a faith that is unshakable. Because we have seen you, Lord, in our times of deprivations, and you were there. We have seen you, Lord, in our times of utter weakness, and you were our strength. We have seen you, Lord, in our times when we, were felt so, when we felt so disoriented, Lord, and yet you directed us, Lord, to our true north, and that is you, Lord Jesus. Lord, allow all of these painful experiences to be your tool, O Lord, to forge in us a faith that will truly be a rock upon which we will build our lives and, yes, Lord, our homes. So, Holy Spirit, seal now the word that we have received. And may every heart be truly a fertile ground upon which this soil will now allow the seed to flourish and grow and bear fruit, and this fruit will remain forever and ever. For your honor, and for your glory alone. So lift up your hands, Lighthouse family. And may the Lord bless you. And may the Lord keep you. And may the Lord make his face shine upon all of you. And may the Lord be gracious unto you. May the Lord make his countenance, lift his countenance towards all of you. And yes, may the Lord grant us his peace, his power, his strength. As he continues to forge us in faith for the glory of the one and only King of Kings, our Lord Jesus Christ, our Master, our forever friend. In his name we pray, and everyone will say, Amen. Don't miss the next Sunday. God bless you. Enjoy the rest of the week, Lighthouse Family.